me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to the My Favourite Film Podcast with me, Gav Smith. This week, Andrew Connor is on the show talking about his favourite film, which is James Cameron's classic Terminator 2 Judgment Day. A film that I think shows that sequels can be at least as good as, if not better, than the original. Andrew is from the podcast Road to Nowhere, and that's Nowhere with a K. Uh, he's also appeared with me on the Directors Uncut podcast, and I should be appearing on Road to Nowhere very soon. Anyway, in our chat, we talk about Terminator 2 in spoilerific detail, as per usual, and here is my chat with Andrew about Terminator 2. Hello, Andrew. How are things with you? I'm not bad, Gav. As yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Um, you are on the short night talk about uh, a fantastic film, 1981 classic, I think, personally. One of those films that I think where the sequel is actually a better film than probably the first film and any of the other <laughs> sequels that have come afterwards, to be honest. Um, yeah. But a very different film from the original. So, before we get into it, Andrew, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, your sort of relationship with film, and then we'll get into the film that you've chosen. Um, so yeah, as I said, my, my name's Andrew, Andy, whatever you want to go with, um, <laughs> I'm easy either way. Uh, I'm the host of a podcast called Road to Nowhere, um, which is like a sci-fi, horror and comic book movie podcast. Um, we, once a month, discuss a movie from the... I always struggle with my words when I'm trying to explain this. If I write <laughs> it down, right. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> we basically have, it's almost like the, is it Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? I think this right. is the, yeah. the kind of well-known pod format where we pick a, a, a movie from the back catalogue of an actor from the previous movie. Right. Um, and as long as it falls into sci-fi, horror and comic book, uh, quite happy. The last one we done was... TV movie from 1992, I think it was, was Body Bags. Uh, wow. John Carpenter's, yeah, it's John Carpenter introduces Body, or John Carpenter presents and he stars in it. And right. Lots of cameos like Toby Hooper and things and Mark Hamill's in it. Wow. Um, wow. So from that, we've then, our next episode we're going to be recording is the uh, Mask of the Phantasm. Obviously, right. Classic Batman animation because yeah, we use yeah, Mark yeah. Hamill. Yeah. From that. Wow. Um, we have a subsection of the pod, which is the one that is kind of a bit more regular now, actually, um, called Directing Nowhere, um, in which we get a guest on to discuss one of their favourite directors and right. three of that director's movies. Yeah. Um, kind of similar, not, not too dissimilar to the one that me and you have been on in Directors Uncut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's more uh, specific to the guest that we have on. Yeah. Um, the last one I had on was Jed Shepard, who wrote um, host and dash cam, and producing yeah, yeah. dash cam and things like that. Excellent, yeah. Um, and we've done yeah, a good few uh, guests on from that. So, yeah. um, in terms of my own relationship with movies, just it's quite a difficult one. I've always loved them. <laughs> this. Um, um, since from a young age, you really stick me in front of a telly, and I'd have been quite happy. Um, yeah, as long as it was something I wasn't allowed to watch, especially, I'd definitely be <laughs> definitely be up for watching it. I think that's with most people, isn't it? When they're young, <laughs> oh, what what can we get on? What can get away with? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, which is um, kind of 
will lead us on to this later today. Yeah. We're going to be talking about. So, yeah. Well, let's get into that film because you have mm-hmm. chosen um, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Mm. Um, James Cameron's um, follow up to his of Terminator, the original Terminator, which obviously he directed as well. Um, on Schwarzenegger back in the in there in the mix as the Terminator, uh, Linda Hamilton back again. So lots of recurring faces. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give us a quick plot synopsis of it for anyone who hasn't seen it? I don't think there's anyone that hasn't seen it, but you know, <laughs> if they haven't, plot synopsis. Um, so 11 years after the events of the first Terminator movie, um, John Connor, the future leader of the resistance, is 10 years old and has separated from his mother, is estranged from his mother, who spends her time in a psychiatric unit. The two Terminators get sent back through time to depend on who gets to them first, I think is the words that Sarah Connor uses in the 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 monologue. Um, And it's just a case of who gets to them first, the good one or the bad one. And then it's a road movie, it's a chase movie, it's an action movie. It's a buddy comedy at times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the ultimate sequel. <laughs> yeah, I, I must admit, I've got to agree with that. I mean, the original Terminator was what was it, nineteen eighty four, and yeah. was very much budgeted, put out there as, as a horror film. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger on, on the back of things like Conan and things like that. He wasn't really the the star of that film, but of course, by no. the time we get to Terminator Two, he's done. God, what's he done for this? He'll have done. Commando, Raw Deal, Predator, Running Man, yeah. Red Heat, all the things that made him a massive um, franchise, I suppose, on, in his own right. Yeah. So, of course, when you get Terminator 2, he can't be the bad guy anymore. He has to move around <laughs> to this good guy image that he's got and becomes the good Terminator, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when did you first see this? I would have first saw this, and it used to, as you remember, it would always be on BBC Two. It was one of these movies that was just constantly on repeat. The same way that, like, Hot Fuzz is always on ITV Three and Four. Yeah, moment. yeah. Um, and my granddad recorded it on VHS, um, and if I was staying with him, or staying with my grand and granddad, I would watch... I, I would basically, if I knew that there was going to be a movie on that I wanted to see, yeah, I would go and stay with them because my mum and dad wouldn't let me watch it. Yeah, so stay with my granddad. He wouldn't care. He'd put me <laughs> up. They, they, they had a, a kind of portable TV and video set in the yeah. loft up the stairs. It was a converted loft, not just in the loft. Yeah, um, <laughs> he just chucked up, up in the loft. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just was a, the like, uh, aye, all, the, all the creepy stuff and the insulation just scratching me to hell. But um, <laughs> that was uh, it was fully converted. <laughs> I'd like to put that down on, in writing. Um, and I would, he would put me up there and as long as I had something to keep me happy, he was happy with being up there. And it would have yeah. been... So this was out in 92. So... BBC Two, I'd imagine, would have been 95, 96 before they would have gone oh, yeah. to the, the yeah. probably the earliest. Yeah. That's my earliest memory is being up in that loft and watching it. So um, how old were you then then? If you don't mind me asking. So if it was 95, I would have been eight years old. Wow. Eight or nine. Wow. Eight, so you, yeah. You're watching T2 at, at the eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's no, I don't know how the edit would have been on BBC back then. I don't know how the edit would have uh, 
Do you know how sometimes in the States, if you're watching, like they'll show Goodfellas during the day, yeah. just cut out the swearing and the violence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if there was that type of thing with BBC. I can't really remember. I can imagine that there's certain scenes definitely weren't in it. Mm. Certainly the Terminator 2, the T-1000 smashing his, his sword fist through their John's adoptive mother. That can't have been in there. No, no. Um, but actually, there's not that much bad language in the film because it was purposely toned down by Arnie's people, I suppose, because it was yeah. going for a more family-friendly audience. In fact, I'm sure it was a, a 15 when it came out, this one. Yeah. They really yeah, knocked the rating down as well. It was Terminator being an 18. Mm-hmm. Um, see, it's where we come into a difference. I'm so old, you see. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Terminator, I remember watching on, on VHS. So just after it came out, so probably in 85 or 86 when it hit VHS. In the playground, obviously, I've been talking about it. So you then go back and you play it. But by the time Terminator 2 came out, I was, I was 20, 21. So mm. I'll have seen the cinema when it came out. So a bit of a difference. Um, there's, the, there's such a marked difference between the two movies as well. As you were saying yeah. kind of just earlier, Terminator 2 is a really grimy, alien yeah. noir, nasty movie. There's a lot of really hyper violence in it as well. And just to kind yeah. of change in tone, there's quite a distance between sequels. Yes. Considering nowadays, but... Yeah, yeah, massive I mean, difference. It, it, what, uh, 1984, 80, <clears throat> yeah, Terminator 84, so it's it's seven years in between them. I know there's 11 years yeah. in the sort of storyline, yeah. but um, yeah, seven years in between the sequels being made. Big difference in, I suppose, Cameron himself had done a lot of different films in between as well. Terminator yeah. was one of his first, probably coming out the back of things like Piranha 2 and things like that, so... I think it was his first big hit anyway. Um, yeah. And then you would have had The Abyss and... Yeah. Um, God, I think a total blank to uh, Aliens. Yes, of course, yeah. Been, uh, so all the stuff that kind of made him a, a bigger star anyway and mm-hmm. made his films more watchable, I suppose, or more yeah. wanting, people wanting to watch them. Uh, so, and then I suppose his sequel uh, history now with Avatar and Avatar, well. Avatar 2 is even worse. <laughs> but anyway. Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and however many else he's supposed to be doing um, back to back. Uh, yeah. Um, so why is it your favourite film then? Is it just from being locked in the, the loft by your <laughs> <laughs> Um It's a combination. I mean, you've got that nostalgia for it. Um, as I said, I think it is the best sequel that's ever been made. And it probably, obviously it's my favourite film, so I think it's better than Terminator. Yeah. Um, I think the only sequel that comes close to it, funnily enough, is David Cameron's, uh, David Cameron, that's a totally different guy. Yeah, No, certainly one he's maybe not shown in public. Um, James Cameron's uh, Aliens, I think is the only one that comes yeah. even close to it in terms of sequels. Um, it just ups the action stakes, as I said, it's I got a mix of everything. It's a buddy movie where John and his pet robot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic action movie. There's elements of horror in it. Um, yeah. There is the way it kind of it delves into the lore. If if lore's the right word, because if it's kind of in the future, yeah, right, a strange strange way to describe it. Yeah. I just think the detail that Cameron gets for everything in it and, as I said, yeah, the nostalgia just adds absolutely everything to it for me. I I watch it at least twice a year. Um, Wow. It's proper comfort as well. 
So it's one of those ones that you'll just sit on and you'll stick it on a couple of times a year and, and just go, yeah, that's that's me. If the night, yeah. I can watch this. And, okay. Yeah, um, pretty much since, I, especially since I got the... Got the 4K last year. I think I yeah. watched it three times and three times in that year. So obviously the first time I got it, and then just you know when you come in if you've been out, you've had a couple of beers, you put something on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terminator Two. It was well, it's between three movies for that, but Terminator Two is the, the kind of go-to one most. <laughs> that's of. you. That's your main go-to for. Yeah, I just want to sit down a few <laughs> beers and just watch something that's a bit bit of fun. Yeah, pretty Fair much. And I know you've got you've got a kid, haven't you? So mm-hmm. at what age do you think you would? let them see this for the first time or is this one of those ones you're never gonna let them see if it was up to me then <laughs> it would probably not be far off my age but um i don't think my wife would like that <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one like because obviously i've seen this before i've seen terminator as well right um that was one of the next questions actually but yeah yeah all right well yeah um, that's good one. it was yeah I, I saw this before terminator and I think yeah, I've, I think maybe twelve, thirteen yeah. is okay. Like because a fifteen in the nineties is definitely a lot different from a fifteen. Oh yeah, nowadays. Um, yeah. and I think it'd be easy as well to show her. Like you've obviously got all the twelve Terminators that are out now. Absolutely, um, until, yeah. Up until Dark Fate, I think was they had all been twelve. So yeah, they, they went right down, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they just how can you make the most money How can get the most people into a, a screen um, yeah well you know the fact yeah. that you, you can buy action figures of Terminator <laughs> it's yeah. like you know let's have an 18 film but we'll bring out action figures they had to bring the yeah. the rating down at some point so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah thankfully I've never done it with Freddy you can still buy a lunchbox and watch a violent Freddy <laughs> movie but um, yeah I think maybe about 12, 13 I think maybe a bad yeah. age for watching Terminator 2 you can you can avoid sure. the rough yeah. bits that are in it <laughs> There's, I mean, think about it. There isn't actually that much in it. I know you you were talking off off air about um, mm. the director's cut. I'm trying to think mm. if I've even seen the director's cut. Actually, I probably have. Um, I think the last version I watched was the the normal cut, the sort of theatrical cut. Mm. Is there much extra violence in the director's cut? And violence, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, let me have a wee think. So I think the the main difference is there's a scene with Kyle Reese is back in at Michael Bean returns. Right, okay. And there's a dream sequence um in the psychiatric unit with Sarah right. and Kyle. And he's you, there, there's a, a an interaction talking about Sarah's got to help John. Yeah. And because of that, there's an extra apocalypse scene, there's an extra uh, nuclear war scene. Right. Um and now I can't remember what one's what. Is the the apocalypse scene in the theatrical? Is that the one where you see Sarah's skin and flesh yes. getting ripped off? Yeah, that is on that off one. The start, yeah. Aye, there's another one, and I think it shows you all the kids burning as well. And right. The, and I think that's maybe the difference. Yeah, um, I think I have seen that version. Yeah, I, rem- yeah. I remember seeing the scene where the apocalypse scene, the, the kids getting burnt. Mm. Yeah, so I must yeah, have seen that it's a full on. Yeah, in the play park. Yeah. Um, there's also extra scenes with um, the T-800 and John um, yep. trying to teach him how to be more human. Um, right. Because there's, on top of that, there's a scene in which they reset his CPU. Yeah. They open up his head, restart right. him, and put the, the learning switch on, essentially, on his, <laughs> on his 
in his computer. Um, there's shows extra flaws in the T1000. Once he's turned back from this is moving ahead a wee bit from uh, once he's been frozen and then yep. becomes normal and whole again, he's um, he's glitching almost. Um, right. So if he touches something, he becomes stuck to it and things like that. And oh, okay. Um, there's also a wee bit extra with Miles Dyson. There's yeah, I, I, I think it adds really quite a lot to it. And there's more um, humanity added to it. There's, right. there's a lot more focus on Sarah, and especially with the Mexican family as well. Right. There's, there's a good bit extra in that. Right. Okay. Sounds. I, I'm. I, I know I have seen it, but I'm. I'm just trying to think. And, and I know the last version of what wasn't the, the the director's cut. So I'm kind of yeah. getting a bit mixed up with them. It's been a while since I've seen the director's cut. If I have seen it at all, but. Some of the scenes you mentioned there, I've definitely seen, so I must have caught it at some point. Yeah, yeah I think if you'd seen the scene with Michael Bean, yeah, I, I would say yeah, because it's quite a, it's quite an extended scene. It's a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah it does. It rings. It um, definitely rings a bell. That I've seen that. So yeah, yeah. Unless I've seen deleted scenes at some point that have got that in and not then the actual full no, director's cut. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's all very confusing. <laughs> Yeah, like much like the timelines of Terminator movies. But, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you say you watched Terminator Two before Terminator, mm-hmm. so was was there a, a choice that you made at some point to go? Well, I've seen the sequel. I must go and watch the original now, or was it um, you, you fell upon it? Or it would have probably been when I was a teenager. I think yeah. I'd have seen it um, just because I was probably kept away from it a wee bit more yeah. with it being an eighteen. Um, yeah, I think now it's actually been reclassified. I'm pretty sure now it's a 15 when you buy it. And I think it probably is, yeah. Uh, um, let's be honest, the, the effects in it are a bit, <laughs> a bit hokey on the next exactly There's right. a yeah, yeah. There's got like kind of stop motion animation with the yeah the skeleton near the end that just doesn't yeah. go well, doesn't look great. And then Arnie taking his eye out in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's all it's, its time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, back in the years that, old, <laughs> that, that was brilliant back then, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. So what did you think of Terminator when you saw it then for the first time? I, I definitely think, remember, do you know what, I think I was actually a bit disappointed in it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was expecting much of the same, but with yeah. Arnie being the bad guy. Yeah. Um, it's a lot less um, bombastic and it's a lot less fun. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a nastier movie. Um, yeah. And I think at the same time, I was quite disappointed because obviously by that point, I already knew Kyle Reese was dead. <laughs> and I really Spoiler liked him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I really liked him as a character. I think Michael Bean's great in it. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, he's just, the way he kicks about with his Nike Air Max or whatever it is he's wearing when he puts the, when he's in the photo booth and he almost Marty McFly's it when he puts his shoes on. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think there was a bit of disappointment that it wasn't as fun, but yeah. over time, it's kind of one of those ones that I've come to appreciate certainly a lot more. And it is, again, it is, if it wasn't for Terminator 2, it might be my, my favourite film of all right. time as well. It's, again, yeah. it's just perfect. It's up there on your list. Okay. Mm. And you mentioned there earlier um, Cameron's other sequel, Aliens. Mm. Um, which again is another film that is entirely different to the film it's a sequel to. Yeah, takes in a completely different. I mean, the the original Alien is is it's been described lots of times. It's a haunted house movie. 
um, yeah. with a, a stalking serial killer, effectively, that's knocking off all the inhabitants of the ship one by one. Mm-hmm. Whereas Aliens does something completely different. It gives you, a, in effect, a kind of buddy story as well. Mm. Um, and then uh, ramps up the energy of having so many more killers that are out there, this whole yeah. army that they're up against. Um, do you think this is this something that Cameron does that he just likes to create sequels and ramp up the energy and change it all around and do different stuff? I mean, his um, his career is based on sequels. I mean, his first film was Piranhas Two. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that, so I don't know if that ramped up from Piranha. It did. It ramped <laughs> it up completely. Yeah. Did it right? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, the, the the kind of story of Terminator into Terminator Two and. Alien and Aliens is very similar, as you're saying. Aliens like a, a haunted house movie. Yeah. Um, Terminator's a slasher. Yeah. Essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A neo noir slasher of grimy, horrible feeling yeah. to it. And then, yeah, when he goes in Aliens, he does. He makes, as you're saying, buddy elements to it. Brings back Michael Bean. Yeah. And makes a full on war movie as yeah. well. It's a, it's it's all about a war with aliens. Um, you've probably heard the story about when he was pitching his idea. For the sequel, Alien, yeah. when he just goes in and puts the S next to Alien and then puts it, it turns it into a dollar sign. Yeah, absolutely. So he knows Britain. he knows exactly how to make money. Oh, yeah, he knows how to make money, definitely. I mean, he's been doing it now yeah. for, for quite some time and doing it really yeah. well, I suppose. And yeah. you could probably say as well, I mean, we've touched on the sequels to Terminator 2. Um, has there ever been a really great Alien movie since... Aliens. I, I've got a soft spot for um, Alien 3. I think there's a lot of good stuff in it that was maybe um, hampered by studio interference. Yeah, yeah. It could have been a better film, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had Fincher on board for that, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, um, and it's very it's, it's, it's very interesting that there probably hasn't. I mean, I hate the sequels. No. Um, I mean... Um, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think when Ridley Scott came back to it, he, he took the franchise in a, a very different way and, and didn't take it back to what he, he promised of that no. original Alien, so... Yeah. yeah. Although we are getting the, the TV show, um, which I can set on Earth, I know that. Yeah. As much as I know about the Aliens TV show, um, yeah. and I know, but he's producing, and I just think he needs to step away from it. The, Ridley Scott, that is, sorry. Yeah, the, the, the thing that always worries me about a TV show based on something like that, especially now that Fox is owned by Disney, mm. is what happens to it with Disney owning a TV show like that? But we'll see. <laughs> is it family-friendly aliens where they come around for Thanksgiving or some yeah, shit like exactly. that? It, yeah, exactly. It, it could go in all sorts of different ways that you've got to wor- worry about, I suppose. But yeah. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens with that if it even does actually finish and appear on our TV screens because there's lots of talk about it mm. not actually happening, but it is happening and off and on type production. So, yeah, I can't remember the director or the, the person who's the main showrunner because I'm sure it's somebody really good and I've taken a total blank to it. Uh, I know uh, Neil Blomkamp was, was linked to making an alien movie, but then he's kind of fell away. Well, he was um, linked to making his version of Alien 3. His original right, okay. story for Alien 3 was that they landed on a a planet made of wood in some <laughs> way. So it was, I think it was a prison, but it was a wood-built prison and the aliens on that. Um, they it's then became whatever it is now. I think, actually, that... I'm sure there's an audio drama of Neil Blomkamp's version of Alien that's available on, oh, on Audible. That'd be um, interesting, 
which might be worthwhile listening to if anyone's bothered to find it, but I haven't listened to it. But it sounds like an interesting premise for the film. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and as we're saying, yeah, I tried to just quickly IMDB it and it's come up with some cartoons, so I'm just going to get that. <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> yeah. you, you put anything on, in the internet that we do the Alien cartoons first, probably. Um, we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Mickey Mouse with a chest burster that might be quite interesting. So, <laughs> comes out little ears on it, it'll be all right. <laughs> um, let's get back to Terminator 2, though. Sorry, yeah. That's okay, don't worry. We, we kind of went off on a different tangent. Um, obviously, I think you can't talk about something like Terminator 2 without focusing on, on Arnie. Um, obviously, at this point in his career, he, he's completely changed from what he started as. He started off with this real tough guy attitude in Conan and then Terminator, Red Sonja, even through probably Commando, where he's this proper tough guy. And he, yeah. he kind of changed an awful lot through... It was probably Running Man was probably the change where we got this different kind of comedy side to Arnie came in. He then goes off to do Red Heat and Twins, I guess, is probably in there as well. Probably Kindergarten. True Lies. True Lies, Lies, yeah. No, was True Lies not after Terminator 2? I think it was, you know. It was 94. Yeah, yeah. My team's mixed up with it. Yeah, that's good. Certainly Kindergarten (laughs) Cop was in there, which Mm. is... Definitely him going, you know, I, I do comedy now. Um, I think Kindergarten Cop was probably the year before Terminator 2. So we've got this actor that's gone from big, tough guy. He's still a, a massive bloke, obviously. Uh, you know, he's a bodybuilder still. He's still got the muscles, whatever else. Um, what do you think Arnie brings to this this film? Is there, Or actually, think about it from an eight-year-old's point of view. What did you know of, of Arnie before? Terminator 2? Very low. Very yeah, low. I, I had maybe seen Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to have a, a think back to thinking that. I mean, I mean well, if you saw eight years later or, or what, mm, four, four, well, five years after it came out, what's come out since then? What else would he have done? He would have done Last Action Hero. True Lies. Last Action Hero, I think, would have been 97, 98. So I don't even think yeah. he'd have done that. Either. 93, Last Action Hero. Was it? Yeah. Oh, God, I thought that was... True Lies was that's after a... that. That's just crazy. I thought it was the Last yeah. Action Hero was the end of the 90s. But anyway, that's a... yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> Batman and Robin was 97, so... Well, uh, yeah, I thankfully hadn't seen that yet. <laughs> You've not that. seen... Arnie's oh, Mr. Freeze. What I have seen it. <laughs> no, I have, unfortunately. Um, what would I have seen? I mean, I generally, I think I maybe have seen Kindergarten Cop. And yeah. I remember definitely when I was younger and mid pro few years after I'd seen Terminator 2, it was like, who's your hero? It was Arnie. Yeah. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'd no, I wouldn't have seen Predator and things like that, but it would have yeah, been yeah. 100% based on the stuff that had started to come out and Terminator 2. It would have been... It would have been your jingle all the way, yeah. Because course, that yeah. and he yeah. was playing a kind of superhero, yeah, or a guy absolutely. that was looking for a superhero sort of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think I seen End of Days just after it came out, right? So it would have been about fourteen, um, yeah, thirteen, fourteen when I seen that, yeah. Um, but before that, no, I, I, I think I definitely wouldn't have seen a lot because I didn't see Commando actually until 
within the last five years, just because yes. wow. I watched the opening and just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> the opening crawl at Commando where he's feeding a deer and yeah, it's just so weird. <laughs> like, I just stopped. Bit of a strange film, it has to be said. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to be a completist, you got to watch, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Why? We're about halfway through the podcast, which means only one face. It's time for me to do some advertising. Yeah. If you're enjoying the podcast, please pop on over to Apple Podcasts or Good Pods and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or on Spotify, you can leave a five-star rating on there as well. It is those five-star ratings and reviews that help the podcast get found by other podcast listeners. If you're just enjoying the podcast and you don't want to leave us a review, why would be my first question. But if you don't, you could shout about us on social media. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, it's at my favorite film. Instagram, it's at my favorite film podcast. Facebook, just search up my favorite film and I'm sure you'll find us. Or if all of that doesn't make sense, pop on over to the website www.myfavoritefilm.com and on there you'll find all the links to everything, including our email address, which is my favorite film podcast at gmail.com. If you want to tell me anything about the podcast, you want to give me some feedback, tell me if you like it, you don't like it, whatever, that's the best place to do it. Okay, let's get back to my chat with Andrew. Talking about that, so what What do you think Arnie brings to this this film? Is it just his presence and it, I suppose the money that he's going to rake in because at this point he's such a star? Or is there something else in his acting abilities? If he's got acting abilities, it's a dubious question. <laughs> Do you know, I, I think Arnie gets a lot of grief for his acting. Um, I've seen him in a couple of things since, and like obviously he has comedy. I think he's great in Last Action Hero, which we kind of touched on. Yeah, it was a movie as well that he was in called um, Maggie, I think, in 2014, where it's a kind of drama where his daughter's turned slowly turning into a zombie. Yeah. In terms of this, I think it's just the role he was made to play. Yeah. Um, maybe apart from Dutch. Um, yeah. He, it's almost the this kind of Venn diagram with Keanu Reeves and Neil, where <laughs> the, le- the least emotion involved works really well for him. <laughs> um, yeah, his star power obviously at this point would have probably been as big as it was, as, as big as it ever has been. Yeah. Um, and I think his this is where some of the director's cut bits get added, add yeah. quite a lot to it as well, because he's playing this straight faced. Um, kind of very matter-of-fact Terminator, but when he becomes trying a kind of learning computer, he's learning how to smile, he's learning how, I mean, it says, um, uh, hasta la vista is something yeah. he learns for John yeah. when he's trying to become a more human person. And those wee touches of comedy in this, I think, make it a more accessible movie as well, more than yeah. the first one. Yeah. I mean, things like that, the, the hasta la vista, that, that, that became just a, a tagline everyone was saying around the time. I mean, that was mm. on lunchboxes, T-shirts and whatever else. So mm. it, there's a lot of comedy, I suppose, comes from Arnie's portrayal in this. Obviously, in the later sequels, he gets, well, he's written very briefly in Terminator 3 um, at the end. Well, no, it's, uh, he's in Terminator 3, the whole thing. Oh, is it the whole thing? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? Sorry, yes, he's, it's... Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm, hey, do you know I've got mixed up with Dark Fate? Then he's in the end of Dark Fate, isn't he? Yeah. No, he's he's it's um, Salvation, where he is barely in it. But in fact, it's not even him. It's um, it's a 
CGI him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, with a bodybuilder. Another yeah. bodybuilder comes up against Christian Bale. Yeah. He's in Genesis a lot, and then he's in, I'd say, at least 50% of Dark Fate. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's obviously in, in Terminator 1, we'll call it that. Mm. He's obviously the, the bad guy. He's the bad Terminator in that. From that point on, he comes back as being, I suppose, the good Terminator. He's always seen mm-hmm. as that way. Do you think putting someone like Robert Patrick, who at the time is this svelte, really slim, not really athletic-looking at all bloke against him, is that the right choice to go? Is it the only choice you can do to put him against someone who's so completely different? Or should they have gone the other way and gone for someone that even bigger or certainly the same yeah. size as another wrestler or something like that? <laughs> I know he wasn't a wrestler, he's bodybuilder, but you know. I maybe um oh god, who could you have got then? Giant haystacks wasn't he still alive, was he? Like, <laughs> if you're looking for somebody bigger. Um yeah, I think it was the right choice to make. The one thing, maybe I'm talking about this from a, a, a kind of point of view of knowing the movie because it yeah. was just already in the culture. Yeah. They didn't play the who's the goody, who's the baddie thing no. very well for me. No. Because Robert Patrick, as soon as he turns up, kills a police officer. Yes. And yeah. Arnie doesn't kill anyone. Like, no. That's the thing. He, he throws a guy on a a griddle pan, a griddle in a in a restaurant, and burns yeah. his face, which is another thing for the director's cut. You see more of his skin coming off. Oh, um, lovely! <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Just slightly sauteed. Um, and I don't think it done that very well. Um, I think even people that were watching it, if you come in not even knowing, and you knew one of these was going to be good and one of them was going to be bad. The yeah. one that kills a police officer straight away is is going to be the bad guy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to think. Is the Arnie scene that is basically the homage to Terminator 1 where he turns up to the bikers and asks them to take <laughs> off their clothes, is that mm. before Robert Patrick turns up? Uh, I'm trying I can't to remember. I, I seem to remember seeing it and and thinking, oh, that's, that's exactly what he did in the first one. And that's how the player, the good good terminate bad terminate because you see him do that mm. but in the first one it's at the the kind of observatory isn't it and yeah. he kills them be, be very clearly oh, kills yeah. them. he pulls out bill paxton's heart i think yeah um and i, th- I think army turns up first i'm pretty sure he does yeah. because it's a big set piece and um he's next to the the guy driving the truck who's yeah. not too enamoured with his big lightning bolt thing. <laughs> and then it cuts to, maybe it cuts to be a bit more than it, it cuts to um, Robert, I'm sorry to say Robert Patterson, I'm getting my names all over the place tonight. Robert Patrick. Uh, Robert Patrick. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was that, it would have been Army first and then yeah. onto Robert Patrick. So yeah, yeah it's, and, and as I said, like the, in the first one, he, he violently murders those three guys. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. in this one, he sticks a knife into someone's shoulder yeah. Throws another guy and then yeah. just says, I want your bike. You close your boots and your motorcycle. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you're right. They, they don't play the good cop, bad cop that well, I suppose. It is fairly obvious that Rob Patrick's character is a a bit tougher, a bit hard, um, meaner that he's going to kill mm. quite quickly. And he does. Yeah. Um, could they have done that? How could they have done that differently, though, without. Would it just be not showing him kill or. See, I think they try to show him not killing. Because obviously right. you don't so you don't know what he's using. You don't know the, the kind of extent of his the way he can transform at that yeah. point. Yeah. And he goes up to the police officer and you just hear a kind of guttural 
grunt for the police officer yeah. and then he falls over and you see him pulling his hand away. So I think they try to play it that way. Yeah. But it's just, even just the noise of the police officer and then he's totally flat out. If he got punched in the stomach, he wouldn't yeah. have just been lying there dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I think they try to play it. They try to have their cake and eat it type of thing and don't yeah. necessarily land at 100%. Yeah. Um, and then he's just really creepy as well. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like, um, Am- Amy's kind of lovable <laughs> in, his brut- in his, not brutality, in his um, brutishness. And then Robert Ka- uh, Robert Patrick is just this kind of gangly, all limbs <laughs> and just, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was probably Robert Patrick. This is probably his first real starring role, I think he... Mm. What it was was Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard Two would have been before this, and obviously he had a bit part yeah. in Die Hard Two as one of the the bad guys in that. But this is yeah. probably his first starring role. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of his sort of career after this, and what he's done with him? Things after that, have you seen him in much else? He's not been. Well, he's been in lots of stuff, but nothing major, I suppose. He, what have I seen him in recently? He was in a TV series recently where he played someone's dad. He was. I can't remember what that was either. But yeah, he was in something recently. It wasn't wasn't the Boys Series 3, was it? It was something along those lines. Um, Um, I mean, what he's actually done, he did a bit of the X-Files, didn't he, when David Kovney kind of bowed out for a bit. Yeah, he took over from him a bit, yeah. (laughs) Do you know what it is? Peacemaker. That's what he Yes, I was trying to think (laughs) myself, yeah. He's really good in Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, I still think as he kind of peaked at Terminator 2. He was in the faculty, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a great movie. But yeah. he's kind of done bit parts. And when he turns up, I'm happy to see him because I like him. I just think yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's a decent actor. Sometimes he can be a wee bit um maybe not hammy is the right word, but maybe <laughs> leans into it a wee bit too much. Possibly. He's actually having a uh, um he was in, oh God, he was in The Walking Dead. I mean, he was I've in The Walking Dead, yeah. yeah. I've one episode, I've, I've watched The Ah, oh, no, wait, I, have to, I remember him now. He was a, like a, a, a loner in that. Yeah. He's actually in a movie from last year, which has just came on Shudder this year, which right. I've heard massive things about. And I think um, Tim Coleman for Moving Pictures Film Club is one of his films of this year. Yeah. It's called What Josiah Saw. All right, I okay. haven't watched that yet, um, but it is on my list, so just having a wee look through there, that's yeah. quite interesting. That I'll have to have a look, yeah. That yeah. could be something, yeah. But um, I don't think he got enough recognition, certainly playing, if he'd played, if he maybe went down the army route of playing T-Strengths, maybe he's tried to do something a wee bit, I say T-Strengths, playing to how he was strong in this movie. Yeah. Maybe he could have got a bit more work, or certainly more yeah. recognisable work. Um but- I mean, he, he must have failed to get any work after Terminator 2 because he, he turned up in Wayne's World mm. as a bad cop, yeah. basically playing <laughs> the T-1000. And yeah. he was in that section hero playing a T-1000 as well. He turns oh, up there actually, as it? a liquid metal <laughs> T-1000 in, in that section hero. So, and you think there's, there's two years there in mm. filming, so he must just not got any, any jobs, really. <laughs> yeah. He's also in... Um... Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time, which is um, oh, that's the... the Universal Studios. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Which I went there this year and 
just before I landed in Florida, found out that it was not there anymore. Oh, no. Now it's some Jason Bourne stunt show, and I said, why is he more relevant than fucking Terminator? That's shocking. Well, <laughs> I was not happy. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it wasn't in a lot. Really, it wasn't in much. The, no, it, it's been. He's, he's the other one that's after that. T2's been pretty much bit parts and things. This was his, mm. his main starring role. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so we've got Arnie on board as our good Terminator. Uh, yep. Robert Patrick is our bad Terminator, which brings us to the other major players. You've obviously mm-hmm. got Linda Hamilton back again as Sarah Connor. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Linda Hamilton in this then? I think this is her best performance as well. Um, I think that you should be very inactive since kind of Dante's peak era. Um, yeah. And. I don't think she'd done a, a huge amount otherwise as well. And it, it's her transformation, the way she turns herself from the naive waitress yeah. in a diner and just goes full ready for a fucking fight. Yeah. Like almost like an like an army general. She is prepared for a war. She's prepared to and she she drove her son away yeah. to make sure he was safe and he was prepared. It didn't matter. Yeah. But, he hated her for it, or whether he hates her or not, it's maybe maybe questionable. But yeah, he um she has fully committed to just being a, a total badass. I, yeah. I, 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 I was actually on another podcast and it was my top ten um movie heroes, and she's my number one. Um, right on that as well. Yeah. I just think she's fantastic in it. She, yeah. there's the scene in the in the psychiatric unit when the Terminator shows up. Yeah. And Arnie shows up with John before she notices John's there with him. And the fear she gets in her eyes when she's trying yeah. to back away and sliding along the floor. And she just portrays that perfectly to then when she just becomes this cold killer yeah. when she's Miles Dyson. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, she just nails it absolutely yeah. 100%. I mean, there's amazing transformation in, in her character between, as you say, that waitress working in a bar in the first one and how naive mm-hmm. she is and how innocent she is to this mercenary re- resistance leader basically that she's becoming in the the second one um have you seen the sarah connor chronicles which kind of chronicles mm-hmm. her story between the two films yeah do you yes, think uh, that, yeah do you think that portrayal of her and that that build on that does that work with the link between Terminator and Terminator 2 or is it see I thought it was between I thought it was, was it two and three I thought it was between I'm one sure and two. it's set after because John's a lot older oh yeah he is isn't he yeah um I mean looking at that as a series I could I really enjoyed that I thought, yeah. um, um Lena Headey's great as well as she has and everything I couldn't tell you the name of the actor that played John no I can't either um, and Summer Glau. Summer, Summer Glau, yeah, she plays yeah. The, the Terminator in it, doesn't she? Yeah, hmm. yeah. It was kind of it was a, it was a nineties noughties TV show. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't brilliant, uh, but it, it kind of <laughs> but, it was good Terminator. So maybe that's how the Terminator should get made moving forward, like chronicle in different timelines. Maybe you could do, but yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Lena came back for. I think it, it took till. Dark Fate to bring him back, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. yeah that was a first so we had all these other films in, in between that are now 
Arnie re-shown up in lots of different guises and different ways. Yeah. Um, they tried to reboot it with Genesis. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not so well. Um, what do you think of this idea of what they've done? I suppose they've done it with many different films now that let's just wipe out the timeline that you've had and we'll take yeah. you back to this point. And Dark Fate is supposedly the sequel to Terminator 2. Yeah. Terminator 3 didn't really happen. Yeah. What do you think of that idea? Of the, is Does that do something to the Terminator franchise that makes it better that we've got Linda Hamilton coming back at that point, that what she did in Terminator 2 worked effectively? I liked what... I, I, don't, I really liked that fate, actually. I think yeah. it's easily the best sequel since Terminator 2 because... yeah. As much as I've got a soft spot for every Terminator movie I watch because I'll go and see it in the cinema, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Terminator 3 had its moments. Nick Stahl, I thought, was quite decent. Um, Salvation was the right idea with the wrong director and certainly the wrong lead. Yeah. Um, Genesis is easily the worst of the lot for me yeah, because yeah. I, I like Amelia Clark, massively miscast as yeah. um, Sarah Connor. Yeah. I really don't like... Um, his name that played that played Kyle Reese in it. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. He's up there with Sam Worthington for me and keep him out of movies as long as you can and don't <laughs> give him anything. Um and then Dark Fate, the opening to Dark Fate is really shocking. Yeah. Which I enjoyed. And I also thought that Gabriel Luna's I mean obviously they're not really called Terminators in that fate, if I remember properly, and it's not then, Skynet, it's something else. And yeah, because Skynet's gone, isn't it? It's been mm. removed so from mm-hmm. the t- the timelines completely, um, by John Connor being spoilers for Dark Fate, if anyone hasn't seen it. <laughs> John Connor being killed as a child. So we see this mm. re-building re- re- of um Edward Furlong as John Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a child, so I yeah. guess the the CG him in there somehow was pretty well done. I must admit. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. Then him dying, and that obviously stops any need for a resistance against Skynet. And what yeah. Linda Hamilton's character's done is, is destroy Skynet anyway. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I've lost my point of where I was actually going with that. To be honest, <laughs> it was about the um, the Terminator franchise. A better thing for Dark Fate. Yes. In. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do think it is. I mean, it's not going to get a sequel. It's no. made zero money, yeah. um, which is a shame because, as you said, yeah. it's, it's it's a pretty good sequel. I mean, as yeah. sequels go, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's been the best since the second. I think Tim Miller certainly has not spoke well about it since yeah. the director. Um, I think I don't know how. From what it's, I think maybe James Cameron. Maybe got his nose in a wee bit too much, and Tim Miller was kind of put out a joint. And yeah, James yeah. Cameron's not a very from you hear stories about James Cameron yeah. being a bit of a dick. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, I've heard things about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if yeah. he's that much interested in getting involved in the Terminator franchise, then just suck it up and actually do the Terminator movie instead of making countless Smurf movies. Yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if it had worked, if it had went well, and I've got issues with it, I've massive issues with it. Like, yeah. In terms of the way the resistance are, and I really liked their ideas of the Terminator. I thought, as I said, Gabriel Luna's Terminator, where it is both T one thousand and T eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. 
Um, and it just didn't land. And I think people are now just bored of the franchise in general with so many reboots failing. Yeah. I will always go and see them, but I might be the only one that spends money in the box office, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's lots of people out there that will always go and see them, to be honest, because they're they're films that people do want to see. I mean, I I think I've seen them all as well and probably seen them all in the cinema as well. So, you know... Sorry. Sorry, I was just going to say that there is, as you've got, a a huge nostalgia for Terminator. You know, it's been around as a franchise for so long that people will go back to it and probably parents will show their children it and therefore they'll then want to go and see it. So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is... There is the the want for nostalgia and nostalgia sequels, yeah. as long as they're well made. Like we've yeah. seen it with um, Prey this year, yes. which was the best yeah. best Predator movie since the original, I think. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. We've had it with Scream this year, and I really like that iteration of Scream. Yes, we've had it um, Halloween, even. But maybe that's. But these are all lower budget. They're not yes. like Bloomhouse aren't going to throw. Well, they'll throw millions at a no. Halloween movie, but not to the level that the Terminator franchise would cost. Yeah, yeah. And you need a lot of money to make a Terminator film. Yeah, well, you're talking, I thought it was 200 million, I think, the other one. Cameron's original cost. probably didn't cost that much. So well, maybe that's what you do. Maybe that's the, the road you go down where, maybe similar to Prey, the Terminator's in a different timeline. And, or, yeah. Or, you know, there's... It, there's so much to mine, but whether or not they would commit to something like that. And as you're saying, I don't know, is Terminator isn't under 20th Century Fox, is it? Or it wasn't before it bought by Disney? I can't remember who's the actual owner of that. Do you know, uh, I don't know who owns Terminator now. It probably it isn't Fox. It jumps about, doesn't it? Mm. Um, but if it is Fox, then obviously you've got the ability to put Terminator against the Predator. Oh, why not? Why, why not? Though it's genuinely like, do you know, they may <laughs> as well do something because they, if they get it right, it will make a lot of money. And where well, Prey obviously didn't make money because it should have had a theatrical release, certainly in the UK. Yeah. Um, and I think it would have made a lot of money because word of mouth on that was massive. Yeah. Um, and the first Halloween of the the recent trilogy, which had diminishing returns per yeah. movie, but um, the first one was really good and they done it well. Yeah. And again, did did similar to Dark Fate in going, actually, forget about all those sequels. We're going back yeah. and this is, this is the real sequel, the original film. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they go, maybe they, they go back to the roots of the first Terminator movie and make it a horror. Yeah. Do something that way. Stop trying to be a family-friendly franchise. Now, if, you, if you're going to do that, I think this, this is something that I've done in a few episodes. If you're going to recast these characters, I know some of them have been recast for me, and obviously Linda Hamilton's been recast twice, yeah. at least. Um who do you cast as your new T-800? Because you can't bring Arnie back now. He's far too old, let's be honest. Who would you cast as a new T-800 who's also... I suppose you don't really need to be a good actor as a T-800. You just need to... just need to be big and have a presence in him. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably talking The Rock, I suppose. <laughs> but he's a good actor, I suppose. Deep he is down. quite good. Oh, that's a tough one because everyone in Hollywood is big now. That's yeah. the thing as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's it's totally different from the eighties, but it wasn't just bodybuilders. I mean, you yeah, look yeah. at I think Jason Momoa would be terrible um, because yes. him without a beard is find really unsettling. Um, yeah. Can the Terminator <laughs> have a beard? Can the Terminator have a beard? Arnie's got a beard in Dark Fate. 
Well, there you go, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know? God, he's sprung that on me. Um, maybe Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. That's could interesting. Because he, certainly in terms of his look for the original Terminator. Yeah. Um, from the original Terminator movie, very similar in hairstyle. Um, yeah. And he's just an absolute unit of a man. Yeah. Um. So if you're going to recast the original Terminator, who have you got as Linda Hamilton now, then? If Cavill's going to be the Terminator, chasing after them. So you're going back to the original Sarah Connor in 1984? Yeah. And I think But if you're then going to take it forward, you're going to try and do a T2 remake as well. So she's got to be someone that's capable of doing what Linda Hamilton did and reinventing herself in the space of a short time. To go from yeah. <laughs> I was thinking maybe yeah, maybe Anna de Armas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, she could pull off the the waitress, and then yeah. she's shown herself. Uh, I think we're looking at glamour now as well. Is it, do you get actresses of that ilk that are like Linda Hamilton from that era that they were able to transform themselves from? Yeah. A, 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 uh, <laughs> just kind of. Girl next door into yep. an ultimate proper. I mean, you're not. There's lots of great action uh, actresses are yeah, yeah. Um, around just now, but that was a proper transformation and a real yeah. badass. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe Anna de Armas because I think she's also a really good actress and she could pull off certainly the the first Sarah Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Mila, but then Amelia Clark was then made. Yeah. Amelia Clark was too small. Jaws. She looked, Jaws, she looked about a foot too small. Like, yeah, yeah. you um, couldn't see her becoming the badass Sarah Connor, could you? No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who I've watched recently. Um, <laughs> you could say Scarlett Johansson, maybe. Well, yeah, um, she can Jennifer definitely. Jennifer Lawrence. Look. There's loads that we yeah. potentially. Yeah. Um, I think Anna de Armas wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah. Okay, so what about Kyle Reese? Uh, right. So you need to go. Right, so you kind of make the mistake that Genesis did because putting Jai Courtney in a movie is apart from being a terrible idea for everything. <laughs> it was also built like a brick shit house. Yeah. So the whole point of Kyle Reese is he's not able to match up. Absolutely. <clears throat> um McAvoy. Oh. James McAvoy, I don't think would be. I mean, I thought he I got picked down, but then in split he made himself massive. Yeah. So true good. <sighs> I'm but sure he could probably slim down. He can and, play both, can't he? Yeah. And he yeah. hasn't, I mean, he's been small. Yeah. And I don't think he's as big anymore. No. So then if you take it forward then to mm-hmm. T2, you keep those actors in place, who's going to be the new, very young John Connor? I uh, know you're talking about <laughs> actors I couldn't even tell you. Um <laughs> If you're going for a 10-year-old. Or go, uh, you can have any actor from any point in time. Um, uh, The young boy from It Chapter 1, who played right. Bill Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, cannot remember his name. He was nope, recently on Mr. Harring, Harrington's phone on Netflix. Yeah. Um, But he, I think he would be good. He's got the hair for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, if you're going into that... I think Cavill could pull off the 
the, the seriousness. Well. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no the, the seriousness and the the comedy elements. Yeah, I think you probably could. Yeah, the Terminator too. Yeah, yeah. If you had to T one thousand, though, you're going to ask me next. Yeah, go you? on T one thousand. Go on. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, if Cavill's going to be your T eight hundred, he's not as big as Arnie no, by any stretch. No. So you don't have to go. Do you weird. then go the opposite Let's go way. someone weird. Let's go, like, like, what about... Uh, what about Daniel Radcliffe? Because he's <laughs> so strange. And I could picture him being a kind of animatronic weirdo. Do you know what? I don't think that's a bad shout, actually. I could uh, see Daniel Radcliffe doing that. That, that would mm. be... That'd be he's really already got the dead eyes. Yeah. You can see it in every role he plays. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that'd be perfect, actually. I think he's, mm. he's probably the best... Best shout for that position, yeah. Okay. Um, let's get back to the film. So, <laughs> <laughs> gone off on Lotus tangents there. So, it's your favorite film from a nostalgic point of view. Um, mm-hmm. What are your favorite scenes in the film? Um, I think the the end scene and the, the steelworks yeah. is obviously classic. Like, yeah. and I think everyone knows it. Um, if you get a passing interest in film, yeah, you know of the I think that's that's when he brings in the Asta La Vista baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, coming up the whatever part of machinery is that he's climbing up on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just a fantastic set piece. It's got it again going back to elements of horror with the T one thousand changing into Sarah the um, and also trying to get Sarah to shout for John while she's got him pinned. Yeah. Well, he's got her pinned. Sorry. Yeah. Um, with a blade through him. Yeah. Um, the scene at Cyberdyne Systems. Yes. Where they are basically trying to destroy Skynet. I think it's probably the best. My favourite, actually. That was yeah. My top of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, because obviously the Terminator's learning, and he's John doesn't want him to kill anyone. Yeah. So he turns up with his minigun and just blows up everything about them. And then at the end of the scene, it says zero deaths or yes. zero casualties or something yeah. like that. There's maybe some injuries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no one died. No, no one died. <laughs> just just really in a lot of pain and probably a lot of pain. They didn't die. Nothing um, to walk again, but you know. Yeah, they need, we need them for the resistance. <laughs> like, they just hobble about a bit, throw yep. themselves in front of grenades. Um, and then when they go down into the lobby in yep. Cyberdyne and he's just shooting them all through the leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and there's certain kind of comedy elements in that as well with the reactions of the guys that are getting shot, but it's yeah. still a great action scene. Yeah. Um, after that, I think my favourite scene is where the interaction between John and, uh, between Edward Furlong and Arnie. Yeah. Where before he convinces him that we need to go and save Sarah. Yes. Um, because that would be the T-1000's first thing he would do is he knows Absolutely. where Sarah Connor's going to be. Yeah. I'll go there. And the interaction between the two of them and the two kind of bodybuilder guys that are there as well. Yeah. Um, he's like, fuck you, you little dipshit. Did you just call moi a dipshit? And he gets Arnie to beat the shit out of the two of them and then has to explain to him not to kill them. And yeah. just the interaction between the two of them there, I think, is the strongest yeah. of the, the theatrical. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I mean, it's special effects, obviously, were the 
this film kind of pioneered some special effects that hadn't been done before with the the liquid mm-hmm. metal terminator yeah. the the standout scene for that i think was always the one where he first appears coming out of the fire the first mm-hmm. time you see him as a metal thing are there any other sort of those effects that you think are absolutely stand out that wow unbelievable that could do that back in 91 um the bit where the, the t-1000 crashes through the front of the helicopter yeah at the, the cyberline systems i think yeah. really i think what worked probably for the cgi then was that it was quite i'm saying it's quite simple but it wasn't yeah. it was it was a flat surface yes so it was quite um I'm assuming that for them it would have been really difficult, but probably looking was. at it from from <laughs> other things at the time, they just work it so well because it's reflective and things like that. It's not exactly a, a like moving parts. No, like no. Sometimes even when you watch the original Jurassic Park, while it's still great, yeah, some of it looks a wee bit uh, a bit a wee bit dated. Yeah, you can see the bits um, that aren't quite real. Yeah, yeah, and then the the scene and the the steelworks. Yeah, where. So, in the director's cut, as I said, when, when the T-1000 starts coming back into being himself after he's melted from being frozen, mm. there's CGI where he's walking across um, a kind of grated floor, so his foot turns in grated, yes. and then he puts his hand on a yellow and black bar and pulls it away because it's stuck, because his hand's been stuck to that, Right. and his hand is then yellow and black, and it's... That's where I think the CGI actually looks a wee bit better because it seems as if it'd be a bit more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so the deleted scenes of that, I think that was, that's the most that's that's the most beneficial deleted scene to check out is once the T one thousand is glitching. Yeah. Was there a big gap between the Terminator two and, and the director's cut? Is it possible they went back and actually retouched some stuff up and I mean, nowadays with them, they, they touch things up and yeah. remastered and exactly, final cuts yeah, of yeah. Blade Runner and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. It could have been. Um, I always remember having the director's cut on DVD, um, yeah. which was in a, oh, right, steel, okay. a tin, tin case. So it would mean, maybe about 2000, 2001. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Like that. So it could have been, yeah. 10 years CGI certainly moved on quite a bit, so they could have yeah. added to it, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think you ever really see originals now, do you? No, original <laughs> cuts. It's quite difficult. <laughs> no, I don't think there is anymore. Now everything gets no. changed again and again and again, doesn't it? No. Yeah, Aye, definitely. Who's your your standout performance, and and why are they the the standout? I think it's got to be Linda Hamilton. Right. Cool. Um, Arnie is great in this, and is yeah. probably his best performance. But I also think it's Linda Hamilton's best yeah. performance. And I just think she's a better actor overall. Um, yes, I would agree, yeah. And it's her story. I mean, the Terminator yeah. movies have never really been about John Connor up until, or the, sorry, the first two. It's yeah. Been about Sarah. Yeah. Um, she is, as we've spoke about, of being militaristic in this, but she also has a way of conveying utter terror when she comes across Terminators. Yeah. She has a way of showing love towards John and yeah. she, that comes across really well in her performance and fear for John as well not just love but was worried about because she knows she's setting him up yeah. potentially to die she knows he's going to be a leader she doesn't know if he's going to survive no 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 um, it's it, yeah I just think she gets absolutely everything spot on from her action scenes to her, 
her emotional scenes to her again comedy for her as well. First yeah, yeah. yeah. As um, Hi, Doctor Silverman, how's the knee? Yeah. <laughs> she stabbed him in a kneecap. Yeah. Stabbed him in the kneecap with, a, with his pen the week yeah. before, and <laughs> absolutely spot on tone wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. It's a tough question, this one, but I do ask it at the end of all the episodes. Can you sell this film in about 30 seconds? So in the follow-up to a 1984 horror slasher movie, a young boy is given a toy robot by his mum. No, by his dad, kind of. Or by himself. Wait, what's that again? (laughs) (laughs) 11 years after the events of a 1984 slasher, a young boy is given a toy robot by himself from the future to basically run about and blow things up. I would pay money to watch that. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> that works. <laughs> um, and his mum's there. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and she's Linda Hamilton, so that's cool. <laughs> Hi, exactly. Yeah. But before we finish, I said, do you have you seen the director's cut? No, not director's cut. The extended cut original ending that was not just a black road. No, I don't think I have. Is there a different ending than just the black road? Yeah. So the original ending was set where Linda Hamilton was an old woman. If oh you, right. It's on YouTube, I'm sure, and it may be on one of my, my discs as well. Right. Hamilton was an old woman, and John's there as a kind of middle aged man. Um, right. And it's played by the guy who you see in the the start of Terminator Two, who's right. played by the same actor, yeah. and he's playing with his kids in the same park where the apocalypse happened, and that was it. That was the original ending. Oh. They put a, a full stop in it. That's such a better ending, because but of course it stops there ever being another sequel. Mm. Which... And Cameron didn't want it. Apparently, he wanted the black the black road, but just a voiceover, which is also great. But... Well, yes. Yeah, and it leaves it open to be able to do something else in the future, which they then <laughs> did badly. And maybe if we'd had that original ending, though, um, Terminator would be a better franchise for it because we just had the two films and they finished nicely. But yeah. I right. can't have everything, can you? Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to say about Terminator 2 that we haven't ventured into? I would say, especially for people that are coming to the Terminator franchise. Fairly fresh. Yeah. Don't judge it on the sequels that have <laughs> came since then. Which again, I'll say I watch them all. Genesis is the worst one by far. Yeah. Give Dark Fate a turn. Um it's just I mean, I, I, how much can you say about Terminator 2 <laughs> that's not already been said? It must be in top five lists throughout since it's been released. Yeah. I'm sure Empire have it, and it's it's definitely going to be there. Yeah, I just think it is the perfect sequel. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. I don't think there's a fault in it, absolutely at all. It's obviously it's my favourite movie, so I'm going to think that. Yeah, um, you can definitely watch it as a family movie. I think. Mm. Mm. To a to a point. To a point. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the director's cut by the sound of things, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Um, and yeah, just embrace it for what it is. It is the ultimate in blockbuster cinema. Cool. Just thinking about that, because you, you've mentioned about coming, if you were coming to the Terminator franchise completely cold, you've never seen it, 
Now, obviously, there's what six films, TV series. Mm-hmm. Is Terminator Two the best place to come in? Um, I think, I think you can definitely, um, because I think Terminator Two stands alone quite well. Yeah, because there's enough, um, enough explanation as to what's came before. Mm. So, but then, that's a difficult one, because then, for me, if I was to go into Terminator 2, like I did, and then go back to Terminator 1, I was disappointed. Yeah. But but that is personal. Again, people, yeah. I know there's, there's some people who think Terminator's a better there, movie. There was a lot of people disappointed by Terminator 2, because it took that whole grimy, dark slasher movie and, and made it something fun and exciting, which it hadn't been. But, yeah, yeah. I, I would start. I, you know, I would start with Terminator, the original. Yeah. Because you can see the transformation of Sarah Connor, and I think yeah. that's quite a massive part of her. Just a, her character development's fantastic between one and two, and again, it fills in blanks really well. It was a good exposition, but not just for the sake of it. Yeah. And then do you go Terminator two, skip three, Salvation, Genesis, go straight to Dark Fate. I would, yeah. I mean, (laughs) Salvation, I think, as I said, it was the wrong lead actor. Christian Bale was not great. Um, It was the wrong director because McGee is just bad. Um, Genesis was terrible. Um, And Terminator Terminator 3 as well, they leaned too hard into the comedy, which was the issue. And it was a very end of 90s thing, very end of 90s with the Terminatrix, I think she ended up getting, um, getting... uh, nicknamed as, yeah. and there's a scene where her boobs grow bigger to try and stop a police officer for giving her a ticket or something. Like yeah, something like that. Yeah, just yeah, Terminator was a kill him. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, fuck him. Absolutely, that's what you do as a Terminator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, Christina Loken, I think that was who played that. Yeah. Um, there's elements to all, and I enjoy Genesis the least out of all of them. Yeah, because um, it's horribly miscast. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you want to keep it pure. One, two, Dark Fate. Cool. Brilliant. And then we'll see whatever they do now. Because <laughs> I'm sure they'll start it again. The, the, there's, there's a... I guess, I guess there's the possibility that what they do is they either go for another TV series mm-hmm. or they, they reboot it completely and start again. Um, or they go on a complete tangent and show us the story of this new rebellion against yeah. the new version of Skynet and go down that route. I mean, that's the thing. There's so much, there is so much meat on this franchise that they can yeah. do a lot more with. And they just don't seem to want to move from, they, they tried it a wee bit with that fate and it didn't really, it didn't do well, but I liked no. it. This is, it's alternate realities. It's alternate futures. Yeah. You can look at all sorts of kind of yeah. things. You can say that's the you? one that leads the resistance five years earlier than than the apocalypse was supposed to have started. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're already meant to be like ten years into the war by now. Oh, not? yeah, <laughs> by now, yeah, yeah. The war's definitely happened. We've had Judgment Day already, haven't we? We've had yeah. bombs have dropped, and we're no, in the middle of the war. So. Long gone. I mean, yeah. I've got the same surname, slightly different spelling. So as long well, as one chaps my door and says "fight the robots," I'll be alright. Yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a son, you're going to call it John. <laughs> I was going to call my dog that though, actually, but. Um, wasn't allowed. Or did they get Kylo? Kylo for a Kylo Ren for my cat because it looked like Adam Driver in the advert. 
<laughs> Excellent. Right. Um, before you go, then, where can people find you in this wonderful world of the web out there? So mostly on Twitter, um, at Nowhere Andy. Um, you'll find me just retweeting our podcast or in our <laughs> competitions. Um, the pod Twitter is at Where Is Nowhere. And we also have an intro, eh, an intro, uh, an Instagram, which is a uh, Road to Nowhere pod. I'm pretty sure, but I don't deal with Instagram, so that might be <laughs> wrong. But if you search Road to Nowhere with a yeah, K. You'll um, find it. Um, Road Nowhere with a K, it. yeah. Pretty much, that's that's me. That's all. Um, Brilliant. I'm on Facebook, but I don't bother with that. Nobody uses that anymore, do they? Yeah, and give it time. No one's going to use Twitter anymore. So well, no, fun. that's going to be gone soon, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> we'll have to move to TikTok, and that's where we'll be. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for coming along tonight, Andrew. It's Thank been great talking about Terminator Two. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hasta la vista, baby. Thank you so much once again, Andrew, for coming on and talking about Terminator 2. I really enjoyed our chat. Uh, right, so what happens now? Well, it's December, isn't it? There's only one thing that can happen in December, and that means a Christmas special. The next two episodes will be Christmassy. We're going to do a traditional Christmas episode, which will be our top ten traditional Christmas films, and then a non-traditional, which is our top 10 non-traditional Christmas films. They'll make sense when you actually listen to the episodes. And I will be joined by the wonderful Gary Coleman. Yes, Gary is back and he's going to be on the show. So for me, for now, bye-bye. Finally, thanks to Acast for hosting the website and to Max Smith for the theme tune composition. To get in touch with the podcast, remember that website is www.myfavoritefilm.com. Thank you.